Welcome, I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have another fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Yes, that's right, we're snooping around backstage to bring you the news, the gossip and our pick of the week. There's our new feature for 2022, picking up your ring-in requests. I wonder who'll be on the line today. <gasps> I know who it is. <laughs> you can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we are ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Then there's our quick quiz in which Joe tickles our grey matter with five questions from the world of stage and screen. And later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot of a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our spotlight interview with Beth Lilly. Yeah, can't wait for that. And that's all rushing your way before midday here on Stage Door. <laughs> rushing, I know how that feels. Right across the Thames <laughs> Valley, this is River Radio. Well, Ooh. you did it. Hectic. Yeah. That was we... a hectic start to the day. Some yeah. technical fails, but we're here. We're here. We're in, we're, we're on, we're up. And you're in your bright yellow jumper. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing the joy through my clothing, if nowhere else. I like that your priorities <laughs> are settled because you were running Hang a on bit a minute. late. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Let's just clarify okay. this. I don't she want anyone to think going. that this went up a minute late because I was running late. Oh, no, no. Fine. <laughs> no, it was me. But I noticed that you apologise that you were running a little bit late. You yes. were here in plenty of time. Thank you very much with for the clarification. Coffees. With coffees. Yes. I like that everything else was falling around, but you'd got your coffees. Yeah. Well, I'm very grateful for a particular establishment's ability to order online. Yeah. On an app. Convenient. Yeah. It's yeah. just brilliant, that. Now, you went to see some theatre this week. Well, you think I did. Oh, <laughs> did you not? I was really excited uh, to take my partner for his birthday uh, to see um, Oceans at the End of the Lane. Yeah. And, you know, drove into London, a little bit, you know, panicky, bad traffic, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking, OK, yeah, we'll get there, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. Uh, but we were going to be a little bit late because then I couldn't park. Uh, I'm never late for a show, so I was really, really stressed. And we get to the theatre and there's a sign on the door saying yeah. it had been cancelled. Oh, no. Because somebody in the cast had COVID. Had got yeah. COVID. Presumably. Have they tried to contact you? Uh, not prior to the show, oh. but then I got all these messages after. Oh. So I wouldn't have been the only one in that situation. But, you know, what can you do? No, I mean, they can't put the show on. And obviously it's a massive undertaking to try and cancel an entire show at a moment's notice, try to let everybody know. No, exactly. But I also think, you know, they would have been a responsible company and tried at, until the last minute to get, like, yeah. swings, understudies, or whatever the situation was, 
to still be able to go ahead. And they probably realised, no, this isn't going to work. It's amazing how many people you hear are sort of on their third cover or reading something they've never seen before. Those yeah. sort of great lengths to keep things open. Oh, but you haven't been yet. So, so we can't discuss that. We can't discuss that. Um, but I am looking forward uh, to seeing it. Obviously, you know, we can go back and see it any time. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. And how's your week been? Not bad. Pretty hectic. I had a brilliant Monday because I had a relaxing Sunday. I mean, okay. that's fairly obvious, isn't it? But I bounced into life. And then since then, I feel like the, the petrol's slowly dribbling out of the tank. Yeah. Well, you know, I do appreciate, Roddy, that you travel a long way over here to come to <laughs> yeah, River Radio. Yeah, live in the uh, River Radio district. No. <laughs> Travelling some small mileage to come here, but it's lovely to be here. I'm having a lovely time. And we love River Radio. Yay! <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we'll get your review of Ocean at the end of the line. Uh, uh, Lane? Lane? Line? Hello, coming down the line. <laughs> But let's go to name that show. Let's see. Name that show. Ooh. It's beautifully atmospheric, isn't it? Yeah. I, I thought I only gave you the first half of that. No, you wanted six seconds. Did I? Did yeah, I? And that okay. is, that's all six seconds. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, it's the same thing twice, so. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of confuse people. But, uh, guys, if you recognise that track, do you know what musical it's from? Please, please email in joe, J-O, at river.radio and tell us who you think uh, that song is and what the show is and get on my leaderboard. So, 2022, I've got a glorious new sparkly, glittery uh, leaderboard and i'd love you to get on there so if you get it on the first attempt you get in one particular um column if you get on the second and so forth and the third but guys this is pretty easy if you're a musical theater fan you will know this let's play it again ready okay one more time yeah and the vocal, <laughs> the vocal comes in there, and I reckon everybody can hear even his tone, yeah. or her tone, I should oh, say. Nearly. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it is a cracker, and the, is. the whole orchestration is stunning. I think I might have mentioned in my little precy of no, how I found the show not so long ago. Don't give them any clues. Okay. okay. Well, after you've just potentially given away the gender of his sing. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. True. Uh, right, should we lift the curtain? Why not? Right. Fabulous. Lots still going on. Oh, there really is. There is so much. Uh, do you want to go first? Or yeah, go well, first? I mentioned last week as my brain suddenly kicked into gear at the end of lifting the curtain about three things in rapid uh, speed. Sure. One of which is One Woman Show. That's what it's called. Nice. Uh, by Liz Kingsman, who I don't... Was, was I at university with her? Don't know. I think I, think I arrived. Uh, I think I left after she'd arrived. But anyway... Hang on, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, you know, you join the dots. All the words Just are there. Build your own, build your own in, puzzle. Have some more coffee. What some decaf coffee? Great <laughs> idea. So uh, she's doing a comedy show. She's a very funny stand-up, but it's not stand-up. It's a sort of riff on Fleabag. Okay. Um, in fact, the Guardian, who gave it five stars, have called it or said it heaps meta layer upon layer in a tour de force. Laugh Ooh. out loud, silly. Wow. Um, Where's that? It's at the Soho Theatre. Nice. Now, it's extended its run twice, so it's now on until the 5th of February. But it extended once because she sold it, and she's doing two shows a night, so it's wow. not like the, the ticket availability is scarce. Like, you can get a ticket, but it's extended once, and then it's extended again. That and at the says minute, loads, doesn't it? It does. And at the minute, I'm afraid the little book 
button has gone grey. It's waiting list only. I managed on the second extension to remember to get a ticket. Why am I mentioning it? Because I think it's going to be fantastic. It's had incredible reviews. It's not just The Guardian that have given it five stars. Also, obviously, she's a friend of mine and I'm excited to go and see her do her thing. But if you can get a ticket, if you like new comedy, yes. this looks like a big new thing. So, Excuse me, why didn't you not tell me and text me straight away? Uh, I've got... I've taken other friends. I'm sure. I'm so sorry. I did mention we it last week. Together. So, frankly, if you were paying attention, hanging on my every word. <laughs> always, Roddy. <laughs> always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What have you got? Um, I've got a few things. The Corn Exchange in Newbury. Nice. Now, not so very place, far away. Yeah, we, we haven't mentioned that place very much. But they've got, and you're going to like this, the man who thought he knew too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should have um, all... Uh, <laughs> Thought bubbles going, why do I know Yeah, that? yeah, I do know that. I can't yeah. remember why. Well, it's um, your previous company that uh, worked with Alice um, have uh, mentioned this and backed it and everything like that. What, so, Les Enfants? Yeah. Ah. That's why. So is this from their awards? Because they do an yes, award ceremony is. every year, which is coming up soon. It is. And they take their winners and they give them some money and give them some support. That's, That's exactly. one of those. I've probably seen them at the awards and watched them win a prize. That might do it. That might be it. Anyway, the man who thought he knew too much is a fast-paced whodunit. It's kind of like a Chaplin meets hits. Hitchcock meets Spaghetti Western. It's set in nice. 1950s New York, and that is on the 2nd of Feb um, at the Corn Exchange in Newbury. 2nd of Feb, I think that's going to be really, really good fun. It's funny, for a long time I've realised I've been a bit of a snob. This is a confession, hold my hands okay. up, about short you know, short stay, short stint tours. If something's mm. there for a night or two, I'm like, mm, well, if it's only there for a couple of days, it's, it's probably because it's not very good. And actually, that's totally unfair because an increasingly a lot of smaller scale shows tour to venues, they can't afford to stay there for the whole week. They know they won't sell the tickets. Mm. So it's then, it's then more important that we go and support them because they are the new companies, they're the growing companies that will be filling Absolutely. the West End in the future. So, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I've never been to the Corn Exchange. No, me either. We should go. Let's go. Let's do Second a little. Let's do a little river radio outing. Fabulous. Now, oh, go on. No, you go. It's fine. I've got an, another one. Yeah. Um, Hex. We've talked about yes, it before. We have. I yep. mention it because it ends in two days' time. Right. So it's on to the twenty second of January. It's the true story of the bad fairy. I spent my Christmas doing Sleeping Beauty. Um, I haven't got a ticket, and I'm feeling a bit bad about it because I'm really, I would really like to see a musical sure. retelling of it. There's been a little controversy about the fact that Rufus Norris has written his first um, musical lyrics. Uh, In the theatre, which he artistically directs, because, of course, there are a lot of people who, after the past 18 months, could really have done with a leg up in in our sort of nation's (laughs) probably most hallowed space. Share, um, people. (laughs) There's room for us all. But um, Rosalie Craig is the fairy, and uh, it's about a lonely fairy who longs for someone to bless, but her dream turns into a nightmare, and she's plunged into a frantic hundred-year quest to somehow make everything right. And the trailers look great. They they look witty. The design, Mm -hmm. obviously, looks sumptuous. And you've got two days to catch that that's hex at the national theater that's fantastic there's been lots of that in the in the theater press as well which yeah. is fantastic uh, just a reminder for those with kids justin live is at the wickham swan the big tour on the 12th and 13th of feb um really good to get that booked in as soon as you can because that is going to sell out no doubt so uh justin live at the wickham swan on the 12th and 13th of feb i'm a bit worried about his bank balance do you think he's working enough <laughs> I'm a bit concerned for him. I haven't heard from him for ages. Right, yeah. Um, and also at the Wickham Swan coming up, which I thought was interesting, is the, a lovely production of Carmen. So if you love that musical, um, it's so, um, ev- 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 what's the word? 
Well, you were going to say evocative, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Thank yeah, you. Oh, that's right, lovely. Yeah, thank you for reading my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's on Wednesday, the 16th of Feb, and it looks really, really good as well. Uh, like it going? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Sure. Okay, so at the Windsor uh, Theatre Royal from the 3rd of Feb, Oh, sorry, I need to swallow that coffee. To the 5th of Feb is Three Steps to Heaven. Now, if you are a fan... Eddie Cochran? Yes, keep going. Who else? There's oh, two well, others. Uh, well, I don't know, but I know okay, that song. So, Weirdly, no. that's, I know why this came up, because okay. I was discussing it with some colleagues earlier this week, and they were listing something that was coming to the Theatre of Windsor. How bizarre. Mm. Meant to be. Yeah. Okay, so yes, uh, Three Steps to Heaven is the title of a song by Eddie Cochran, but his um, music is going to be with uh, Buddy Holly and uh, the big O, Ray um, Orbison, Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison, yeah, famous for his glasses. Absolutely. And obviously incredible falsetto voice. <laughs> um, and this is going to be really great because it's going to be, it's almost like uh, the ultimate concert of greatest hits if Fate hadn't played its, you know, old time untimely part in rock and roll history. Uh, if those three had got together to do a show, this is what the show is. Oh, very good! I love this. <laughs> steps to heaven. They're great. It's, everyone loves a croon now and then. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let me just share. We've now got him dancing to this track. Oh yeah, I'm bobbing around. Travels on. Nice little C.S. Lewis reference. Oh, very good. I'll stop singing though. <laughs> no, it sounds good. But and it's called Three Steps, right? It is. Yeah. Okay, thanks. No problem. <laughs> Let's move on. We'll call you. That's the third of Feb to the fifth of Feb. I mean, it was very good. I just was just as jealous that I couldn't join in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, do you not know it very well? No. Oh, right, that's right. No, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Now, there's a mine festival coming to the Barbican. Just yeah, hang, hang on, is that mine, M-I-N-E, or M-I-M-E? Oh, be rich. Well, as in I'm hosting a festival, or it's all about <laughs> digging in a quarry. That'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? No, a mime. I'm so right. sorry for Thank my you. lack of correct sort it out? articulation. <laughs> sort it out! Uh, I will. It's a, <laughs> Don't spit your coffee, this is expensive equipment. It's a mime festival at the Barbican. It's in its 46th year. No. Now, I've been to a silent film festival, silent comedy fest- festival hosted by Paul Merton in Bristol before now, which again, these festivals exist. Mm. And unless you're sort of squirrelling yourself around in those little arts house venues, you can miss them. Well, the Barbican's not small. Um, it's four theatre shows and an event in the cinema. And my pick of these, which I'm I'm booking for, is Interiors, which is on from the 2nd to the 5th of February. And it's it, it looks fascinating. The idea is that you're behind a window, or you're, sorry, you're outside the window looking into a cosy room with friends just hanging out for a dinner party. Of course. And lamps are on, it looks happy, the story's being shared, people are laughing, flirting, joking. But then... It, from what you're watching, it it seems that secrets are exposed and lies, um, and then sadness arrives, and then you realise that you there's somebody outside watching as well, um, and it's from one of Scotland's foremost theatre companies, Vanishing Point, and this show has been touring around before. It's an internationally acclaimed production inspired by Nobel Prize winner Morris Maeterlinck's classic play Interior. So that's okay. Interiors from the second to the fifth of Feb as part of the Barbican Mime Festival. I'm going. Come with. Very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, one interesting thing coming up, we've got a few things to talk about, but 
uh, the star of The Greatest Showman, Carla Settle, oh, right, yeah. will be in the West End cast of Anne Juliet. Really? Yes, Hello, just announced. That's, that's a big coup, isn't it? Absolutely. From the 29th of March to the 18th of June. I know that seems a long way off, but really it's going to sell yeah. out just because she's in it. So, uh, Kiala Settle, who sang This Is Me yeah. um, on The Greatest Showman, is coming to London and will be in the cast of Anne Juliet. Very so book nice. that. Should we uh, listen to a song from Why her? not? Let's see whether this works. I've been uh, fiddling around in the background with the knobs. Hello. Ah. A little bit of Xanadu <laughs> with your head in your hands. <laughs> Sublime. 
So is this just uh, national pride? Is it <laughs> <laughs> what, Aussie stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticking together. I oh. mean, you thought I had slightly lost the plot gigging, uh, jigging around to, um, and gigging around to Eddie Cochran, but that set you on fire. It really did. Joe sung the entire thing start to finish. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Living Newton-John, Xanadu, Electrolyte Orchestra in there as well, from the musical Xanadu, and really glad to hear that uh, Sarah Moss also enjoyed that. So thank you, Sarah, for uh-huh. texting in. Oh, hello, Sarah. Uh, right, we're in the middle of lifting the curtain. If we we're not are. careful, it's going to drop on our heads, so okay. carry on. So just a few little things. Um, just world news, there's a new documentary surrounding Stephen Sondheim's and George Firth's musical company. Oh, now, you know how I thought huge... we were about to talk about, you know, some hard-hitting Middle East news, world news, you know. OK, uh, well, I'm just saying, this is happening... About the Ukraine, right, no. In Broadway, but it's bounced off the West End production. That's oh. why I'm mentioning it. So you saw it, didn't you, at the West End production company? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought you did. Uh, the gender flip one with Rosalie yes, Craig, yeah. exactly, yeah. And uh, the wonderful... Um... Good luck. <laughs> you're on. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll leave it there. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember her name. <laughs> I know. Anyway, <laughs> that's exactly her. Um, anyway, so it's currently playing on Broadway following its uh, time here in the West End. And there's a new documentary um, coming out on the 27th of May in the US, and hopefully we'll get it pretty soon afterwards. With all the behind-the-scenes rehearsals and interviews, it's got an incredible cast over there, as it did here. So I'm looking forward to seeing that documentary of how it was all put together. And also just the fact that now Stephen Sondheim has, um, you know, drifted to heaven. Um, you know, just their reflections on doing the show as well, I think, will be interesting. But can I also mention, yeah. uh, we had this week the lovely uh, Jeremy Jordan coming out for Body and Clyde. And they did this oh. fantastic... Did you not know? No, not seen any of this. Okay. So, Body and Clyde, you know, the storyline. So, it's... Um, a huge musical, obviously. I haven't seen it. All Gone With The Wind. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of those things. I need a sort of wet Sunday afternoon when I can just plough through these all. Yeah, true. So, Jeremy Jordan, from uh, who's a Broadway star, came over to do a concert version with um, originally Laura Osnes, but that got changed at the last minute, and Francis Maley McCann. I hope you're keeping up with all this. This could be in the quiz next week, for all I know. <laughs> Francis Maley McCann, um, you know, filled in and has done a brilliant job. Anyway, it was on this week at um, Theatre World Drury Lane, and now, after that, um, you know, we had a couple of gem students go and see it and they were just like blown away and inspired. Really? And yeah, it was apparently incredible. Um, but this week, everybody, if you're a fan of Bonnie and Clyde, you'll be thrilled to know that now there is a full-blown production version of Bonnie and Clyde. It's coming to the Arts Theatre for a limited season on the 9th of April. And everybody has been waiting for this show. Great. So it doesn't star Jeremy Jordan, this version, but it will be fantastic. So if you're into that. Good timing of that press release. Uh, funnily yeah, enough, yeah. yes. Yeah, anyone would think somebody had had a heads up. Yeah. Um, just thinking of Theatre Royal Drury Lane and Frozen, which is there at the minute, I keep walking past huge posters for Samantha Barks has recorded a solo album. Oh, okay. It's called something like Out Into the Cold or oh, right. Let It Go, something that's clearly a tie-in. Uh, but that's exciting. And also just hopping back slightly, I... I hold my hands up. I have done a small amount of internet research. Patty Lapone is the person Thank I was doing you. Of, who's obviously also in the Broadway revival because she can. She just, is. She can commute from home. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, the, unfortunately, Patty Labelle was in my head, and I knew that ah. wasn't her. So the Patty who's Patty Labelle. Oh, don't am- ask that, Joe. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> um, An amazing singer. Um, right. Uh, 
Are you going to go? Or I've got a I couple, go? yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, New Year, new logos, it seems. The Little Angel Theatre that I'm very fond of has yes. changed its logo. And nice. it's got Handa's Surprise, based on the book by Eileen Brown, uh, which takes us to Kenya, where we follow Handa on her journey to see her best friend, Akeo. And along the way, we meet seven surprising characters. I suspect, uh, slight spoiler alert, that if it's Little Angel Theatre, which is the home of British puppetry, that it's almost certainly those, uh, almost certain that those seven characters will be puppets. And then not only Little Angel, Les Enfants, Tarib have changed their logo and they've got a new play, their first new stage play in right. 10 years. They've done wow. lots of um, collaborative stuff and immersive stuff. It's called The House with Chicken Legs. You might know the book. <laughs> um, and that's based on the best-selling novel by Sophie Anderson. And that's on at Home, which we've talked about before in Manchester. Yes. Uh, that's on in March into April. But I thought I'd get excited about a couple of companies that we've talked about a lot and which I'm very fond of. Yeah, and we need to support, keep everything going. Yeah. Uh, there's a brand new musical. I like this. Listen to this. Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World. That's the title of the musical. Great. It's a long show then. <laughs> well, I like that. Thank you very much. You're it's welcome. You thought that was going to be rude, didn't you? <laughs> You thought I'd just done a sort of Les Dawson mother-in-law gag. Anyway. No uh, idea who Les Dawson is, it, have you? It's a musical, and obviously it's um, supporting uh, a lot of women who have changed the course of history. Uh, the photos of the show look absolutely incredible. It's very modern. Uh, it's on from the 15th of June to the 17th of July, and it covers the story of inquisitive character Jade, who's on a school trip to uh, the G- Gallery of Greatness, but she decides to leave the school tour and the other friends and goes and explores herself. Mm. And so we've got artists, scientists, secret agents, and we celebrate the yeah, incredible... Yeah, that sounds an in- great list of characters. Yeah, so it includes Frida Kahlo, Rosa Parks, uh, Amelia Earhart, Emmeline Pankhurst, just to name a few of them. That's going to be really, really great fun. A brand new musical, Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World. It is, honestly, looks so much fun. Oh, brilliant. I've got one more. Go on then. All right, just as we Polish finish it up. Off. Um, well, it's local, uh, Jam Theatre. Yes. Oh. So on the 11th of Feb uh, is the audition sh- show. Oh, yeah. And we do this uh, regularly. So those uh, amazing students that are going to audition for top drama schools and music schools and dance schools perform for a live audience. And that's on the uh, February the 11th, 7pm. one night only? It is. Thank yeah, you for that. No problem. 7pm uh, and 9pm. And you can go to jamtheatre.co.uk uh, for tickets there. But also tonight... In Marlowe at 7.30 at Jam Theatre is the auditions for Calendar Girls. So we're producing Calendar Girls, yeah. the play, and we... <laughs> why are you uh, looking at me like that? Keep going. <laughs> and we Just want picturing how the audition's going to run. Yep. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for local uh, performers, yeah. basically. And uh, if you haven't contacted us, uh, please, please get in touch. You can get in touch with me here at jojo at river.radio, and I can send you some info. 7.30 tonight at Jam Theatre Studios so do you, in Marlow. Do you have to bring your own props? You don't bring your own <laughs> melons, no. <laughs> Teapots to size. No, yeah. none of that is relevant for the first round. <laughs> well, this is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live, and you can even tell Alexa, Oi, play River Radio. But now it's time for our Pick of the Week. Okay, our pick of the week. Uh, this took me by surprise. Now, at the Theatre Royal in Windsor, oh. yeah, is a show coming up called Catch Me If You Can. Now, I thought that was going to be based on the film. Yeah. Uh, which is a fantastic musical itself, and I, I've always wanted to, to produce yeah, it here. I think, we thought, I think when we looked at the programme, we thought it was. Yeah, but it's not. Ah, it is a play. The plot thickens. Yeah. And it's starring Patrick Duffy. 
from Dallas fame and Man from Atlantis. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Linda Pearl from Happy Days and Homeland. Gray O'Brien, who's peak practice Coronation Street. And they had the cast in this new production of a classic Broadway thriller. Okay. Now I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? But listen to this. Yeah. Inspector Levine is called to a house in the remote Catskill Mountains to investigate the disappearance of newly married Elizabeth Corden. In a bizarre development, a woman arrives at the house claiming to be the missing Elizabeth, (laughs) but instead of celebrating the reunion, her husband accuses her of being an imposter. Ah. I know. I think it sounds really cool. Yeah, I can see you're all fired up about it. You're fizzing. Yes, this thanks. uh, This is opening at eight on the eighth of Feb, which is only a couple of weeks away, um, at the Theatre Royal in Windsor. Catch me if you can. It's not the film. It's a different play, Broadway thriller. I think it's going to be really great fun. And if ever you loved uh, the Dallas program, come and see Patrick Duffy, who you know is obviously a little bit older than he was then. I have no idea who you're talking about. No, I don't. Yes, I can. Fix it. Go on, show me a picture of Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy! Duffy. I cannot believe that you don't know who Patrick Duffy is. Well, no, I've got no idea, but it sounds like you'll have a lovely night out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going. You can can sit there and swoon at your heartthrob. Come on, where's the picture? Uh, mm, No? Oh, come on. Anyway, all of our listeners will know. Okay. I'm in the minority. A little bit like with the quiz, but before the quiz, we've got Name That Show. Step out, step out of the sun if you keep getting burned. Right, so if you were teased by the opening clip of the song, mm-hmm. maybe those lyrics will clinch it. But do we want the song, Joe? Is it the title we of the song? We don't want the song, funnily enough. What's what this we... segment called? Name That Banana. No. <laughs> Name That Show. Like Ron Seal, it does what it says on the tin. <laughs> Name, Name That, that show. show. Not the song. Don't care if you can sing it and dance it and do anything. I want to know the name of the show. Email me at joe, J-O, at river.radio, and tell me what it is and get on my leaderboard. You want a prize? Step out, step out of the sun if you keep getting burned. I'm feeling quite smug because I... No, 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 no clues. I was just singing it. Are you singing it again? Yeah, but that's also what comes next. Uh, (laughs) Right, so, to brighten your January... We've brought back up. It's not just Joe and me. There's a third person on the airwaves for us to welcome with a with a I was about to say with a wing in request. Where's Wadwick with a ring in request? Uh, who's on the line today, Joe? We have as soon as you answer it. We have Sarah. Yay! Oh, I'm scared of phones. Right. Hello, hello, Sarah. Hi, Joe and Roddy. Um, absolutely loving the show. Um, please, can you play for me? Um, Gethsemane from Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, I absolutely love, love that song. And I also love trying to belt out those high notes on my commute to work. Um, So I'd love it if you could play it for me. Thanks. Bye. And here it is. Get get belting. If there is away Take this cup away from me For I don't want to taste its poison Feel it burn me I have changed I'm not as sure as when we 
I know, holding that note for yeah, a very long time. You might pass out in a car. I know. <laughs> well, less. thank you for your ringing request. Thank you, Sarah. If you want to ring in a request, please just email me, joe, J-O, at river.radio, and we can sort that out. Yeah. You know, nice little easy recording, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll play your favourite thing. So please, we've, yeah, please just email us. Yeah, come and play. We, come we and love hang communication. Out. The stage door is wide open, so wide open, it's quite breezy this morning, quite... <laughs> Chilly, but now it's time for the quiz. Okay, right. so 
Uh, are you ready, ready? Yeah, yeah, All just right. hitting the roof. Okay. <laughs> With excitement, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, question one. And everybody be at home. Make sure you've got pen and paper. Write these down. See if you can beat Ruddy. She's given up asking me to get a pen and paper. <laughs> I just remember the answers. I don't know in my head. Anyway, genuinely, for those who are interested, Ruddy has no idea any time I'm going to ask these questions. No, I like, never get any heads up. Never. And I, that's what I love. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seeing him sweat. So, question one. Building of the Garrick Theatre was especially difficult because it had what underneath it? The building of the Garrick Theatre was especially difficult because ah. it had what oh, yeah, underneath okay. it? Yeah, I was going to try and be cocky, but I'll stick with generic because then I might get a point. Okay. Question two. Which musical theatre composer, under the pseudonym Dr. Spin, released a top ten single in 1992 called Tetris? What? Yeah. Listen. So, which musical theatre composer, under the pseudonym Dr. Spin, released a top ten single in 92 called Tetris? No idea. Yeah. Okay. Never heard of it. Question three. No. Well, I, I know the Game Boy game. Yeah, no. The, uh, question three. The Dunmar Warehouse takes its name from two people who initially owned the warehouse as rehearsal <laughs> space. Who were they? <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got a guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and question four. Two seats are permanently bolted open at the Palace Theatre for who to sit in? Oh, they're bolted together. They're bolted open, like, you know, like... Uh, oh, I see, they're constantly so, down. Yes. I see, rather yep. than they're just sort of shackled together. Mm. Okay. Okay, and question five, which choreographer was the first person to win a Tony, Oscar and Emmy Award in the same year, which was 1973? Okay, I've got a guess for that. Okay. I don't know. So I'm going to recap really okay. quickly. Building of the Garrick Theatre was especially difficult because it had what underneath? Question two, which musical theatre composer under the pseudonym Dr. Spin released a top ten single in 92 called Tetris? Question three, the Donmar Warehouse takes its name from two people who initially owned the warehouse as rehearsal space. Who were they? Question four, two seats are permanently bolted open at the Palace Theatre for who to sit in? And finally, which choreographer was the first person to win a Tony, Oscar and Emmy Award in the same year, 1973? Right, help. Roddy at River.Radio. I basically know the answer to about two of those. So whilst we listen to something from Spongebob? Yeah. <laughs> Extraordinary. Uh, right, so we're going to cross live to children's television now for two half minutes help no, me this what? is the musical spongebob the well, musical yeah, yeah, it's kids in it right <laughs> help me roddy at river.radio i got you and you got me i don't need my glasses on to see we're both pretty lucky stuck inside with no tv being bored with you makes me as happy as can be. Let's have some fun together. We'll be best friends forever. BFF, that stands for us. Life is sweet. There's snacks we can eat. We'll have fun if we go out and just sit around doing nothing. Let's explore. Open every drawer Hey, you found my long-lost cheese That's what friends are for Let's have some fun together You're my best friend forever BFF, that stands for We're best friends, friends and this is the friend dance We're best friends and this is the friend dance We're best friends and this is the friend dance We're best friends and Every little thing that I can think of do Just sounds better Doing it together 
Every little thing that I can think of doing just sounds better. Doing it together, doing it with you. Ready for the answers? Have a banana. Okay, so here are the answers for the quick quiz. The first question was building of the Garrick Theatre was especially difficult because it had what underneath? Uh, tube line. No. I mean, I suspect that wasn't there when they built that theatre. Listen, I've even had somebody text in and they got it right. They know, hang on. They know the answer. Yeah. Oh, I like that they sent it to you and said, Roddy at River.Radio, excuse me. Outrageous. Go on. Okay. It had an underground river running underneath it. Oh, the fleet? I've no idea. Well, there's quite a lot of underground rivers. Okay, look, I've got a new toy. Good. <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh, that was said with far too much relish. <laughs> okay. Which musical theatre composer under the pseudonym Dr. Spin released a top 10 single in 92 called Tetris? Um, give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Julian Lloyd Webber. Julian Lloyd Webber. Andrew? It was Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, well, I thought that was too obvious. So I was yeah. Like, uh, do I get a half? No. No, I get nothing. Okay, get, cheers. Get, no, no, wrong no. one. What do I get? Uh-uh. Go on. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Right. Oh, I'm going to delete that. I've made a huge uh, mistake. <laughs> I'm loving it. The Dunbar Warehouse takes its name from two people who initially owned the warehouse as rehearsal space. Who were they? Um, I don't know. Someone called Donald and somebody called um, Margaret. Almost. Donald Aubrey. Or Marlene. <laughs> no. Donald Aubrey, who was a huge uh, musical theatre producer. Yeah, yeah. My yep. friend's grandfather. Great. And Margot Fontaine, the, ba- the ballet dancer. Oh, who was formerly Chancellor of my ex-university. There you go. My alma mater. But yeah. isn't that great to know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool. That's interesting. That they it's used nice it as space, rehearsal that. space, yeah. Uh, question four. Two seats are permanently bolted open at the Palace Theatre for who to sit in? Um, the Queen. No, the Theatre Ghosts. Oh, that's a bit creepy. Yeah. What, at night? Yeah, so they can just have a little sit, I hang out late at night. Oh, fair enough. And finally, which choreographer was the first person to win a Tony, Oscar and Emmy Award in 1973? Uh, Stephen Sondheim. Choreographer, darling. Oh, Fosse. Yes. Okay. <laughs> was, Stay I, with the programme. Yeah, okay, so what's happened? I've got a couple of these, a couple of these, and then one of these... No, I don't think you got a single one right. Oh, great. Thanks very much. Just rub it in. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Don't worry about it. You know, life's a bit tricky at the minute. Now, um, we might not have time to play the song from Vault, but I reckon we should at least hear about the show and then we could play the song next week. Sure. Right, so let's... Um, we got my way in. Okay. Uh, 
I've finished my coffee, so chuck that in a minute. Oh, there we go. You Just in time. Back of the net. Oh, okay. I'll have my question whilst you tell us what's this? F. Yep, F. So it could be loads of things, but it's not frozen. It's falsettos. Ah, oh, okay. You... Understood. Okay, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat my croissant in bits. All right, do that. So falsettos is a sung through musical with a book by William Finn and James Lapine, who you probably know from loads of other things. And uh, the music and lyrics was by William Finn as well. And the musical consists of... It's it's like he'd written a musical called In Trousers to start with, and it wasn't hugely successful, so he kept developing it, and then it went into March of the Falsettos, it then became Falsetto Land, and eventually we landed with Falsettos, the musical. Oh. Yeah, so the story uh, centres on a Jewish man, Marvin, who left his wife Trina to be with his male lover, Wizza, and the struggles to keep his family together. Much of the first act explores the impact in his relationship with Wizza he has had on his family. The second act explores family dynamics that evolve as he and his wife plan for his son's bar mitzvah. Now, there's a relationship with psychiatrists, the lesbian neighbours next door, um, and there's central to the musical are the themes of Jewish identity, gender roles, and the gay life in the late 70s and 80s. Obviously, it deals with the topic of AIDS. Uh, despite the heavy, show's heavy subject matter at times, it manages to remain lighthearted throughout as it slowly drifts towards the ultimate heartbreaking end. Now, Falsetto has uh, premiered in Broadway in 92. Uh, it came over here recently as well. I remember it the being here, palace. really, because there was a, um, recently, because there was a furore about the casting having no Jews in it. That's and correct. Like, um, that is the one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is it possible, Roddy, that we just play a tiny bit of this? Do we get the idea of the style of the music? Because it is, it you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. This, this fabulous show, um, songs in it, like I'm Breaking Down and you got to Die Sometime, What Would I Do If I, You Would Not Be My Friend? But this is just a tad of the baseball game where everybody comes together. You know, you know when you're like meeting up with people and you know it's going to be tense. Oh, tense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like not sure how everybody's going to get on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what's Christmas. happening. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming to watch uh, the Suns baseball game, uh, Jason's baseball game, and the tensions are high. Proud of you. We're sitting and watching Jason play baseball. We're watching Jason play baseball. We're watching Jewish boys who cannot play baseball play baseball. Watching Jewish boys who cannot play baseball play. I hate baseball, I really do. Unlike the rest of you, I hate baseball. We really wish he'd take this more seriously. It's weird how he swings the bat. It's weird how he swings the bat. And why does he have to throw like that? We're sitting and watching Jason make errors, the most pathetical. We're watching Jewish boys who almost read Latin Up, batten, and batten, pat Remember, Sandy Koufax, you can do it If you wanna do it Take heart from Hank Greenberg It's not genetic, even you can be copacetic I think, I think, I think you can, I think you can We're sitting and watching Jason play baseball We're watching Jason play baseball We're watching Jewish boys We're watching Jewish boys We're watching Sly Jason, Sly Jason, Sly So hopefully you get an idea of yeah. the kind of music that it Great. is I, mean, I love that rapid lyric 
It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And there's like huge arguments that happen and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's really good fun. Um, and that's the musical falsetto. It's now, obviously, it's not here at the moment, but if ever comes back, you know a little bit more about it. Yeah, thank you very much. And you're listening to River Radio. Uh, we're online at river.radio. We're on Apple, Android, and Alexa. Listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple and Spotify. And very, very soon, we're coming to DAB. <laughs> but without further ado, it's time for our spotlight interview. So I'm very pleased to welcome to stage door now actress Beth Lilly. Yay! <laughs> so, firstly, <laughs> how did you become an actress? What got me into acting is watching Annie the Musical on telly at Christmas when I was about three. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, no. And I was like, "How do I get to do? How do I get to be her?" And my parents were kind of like, "Oh no, well, you, you have to go to a drama school." And I was like, I said, "How do I go to a drama school?" And they were like, "Well, it's Christmas. Let's focus on Christmas." I was like, "No, I want to go to drama school now." <laughs> How old are you at this point? About three, apparently. So, yeah, three years old and looking up rather applications. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But ever since, they've been very supportive of it. Great. And since that, I just tried to do anything and everything to become Annie, which, which <laughs> never happened, unfortunately. You've never played Annie. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I'm gunning for Miss Hannigan at some point. How cool would that be? Oh, if you're Miss Hannigan, can I be Rooster? Yes, please. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Did you train? Yes, I did. I went to the Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts, which is Lipper. Nice. Absolutely loved it. It was great. I look back and I think I was quite nervous about auditioning for any of the London. <laughs> yeah, just the London. London. Yeah. <laughs> I was nervous of London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I just kind of. I think I just wasn't very confident back then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you are now. I mean, I associate <laughs> you with comedy principally and you've been in the play that goes wrong. Tell us yes. about that. Well, that's a funny one, actually, because that was 2017 to 2018. Yeah. I was an understudy in it. I mean, I'd seen the play when it was first on tour in 2014 and I'd written to them every cast change since then. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really annoying. And uh, my agent kept trying to get me in and we kept being like, there must be something that they just don't want to see about me. But you know what it is? It's just, it's always random, isn't it? Why you don't get yeah. seen. And eventually I did manage to get through the door. Understudying, yeah, for a year, which was quite tough because you're also an ASM. You know, hats off to ASMs and stage management because it's real hard work. So for people who don't know, an ASM is an assistant stage manager. So they do an awful lot of passing props and, and putting their foot against flats so they don't fall over and making sure everyone's got the right costume before they hurtle on. Yeah, just a lot of stuff that was not something I'd ever done before. <laughs> um, yeah. Re really good um, learning experience for sure. And did you go on a lot? So over the year, yes, I think I went on about 35 times, which is really cool. But the funny turn of events has been that with COVID happening in the last four or five months, theatres have obviously lots of shows have really been struggling with people going off. Yeah. I've ended up getting called back in a few times last minute. I was understudy for the two female roles. You're kind of first cover for one and second cover for the other. So I didn't really do the other one that much. I think I did it yeah. three times in like 2017. <laughs> so how me and Roddy know each other is from teaching. I remember you there in the afternoon yeah. and you were like, I'm going on stage I tonight. think I was like, like bright red and like my nervous rash was like... <laughs> 
all over my face and I was like um I th- I've just I've just said yes they've asked me to play this part oh my god teaching these lessons thinking like oh my god I'm gonna go do that role I don't know the lines <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it for five years how did it go I don't know I don't really remember but um <laughs> I was blind drunk darling <laughs> It was a really cool experience, but it was... What I would do is wait for a pause, and if there was a pause, I'd go, right, that must be when I speak, so I will now say something. I know that feeling. That's normally the first stagger through in the rehearsal room, isn't it? But one of those with a paying audience. Yeah, exactly. And thankfully, the company were incredible. Everyone was so helpful and really oh. understanding. And it was it was a really cool experience, actually, but definitely quite scary. Yeah, a bit traumatic. It sounds really special, though, to be saving the show. Yeah. And you know what? With understudying as well, it is so cool that you get to experience those different roles. Yeah. Understudying does have its difficult points, but it's really fun in terms of, like, variety. Yeah, spice of life. Yeah. Well, speaking of saving the show in COVID, you also were part of a show that brought back live theatre after lockdown. I went to see you do the Game of Love and Chance. Tell us about that. Yeah. Oh, you were such a good audience member, Roddy. Yeah. <laughs> I like laughing. All we needed was people laughing. That was the main thing. Yeah, that was awesome because the Arco have created a kind of COVID-safe outdoor... Um, it was a large marquee, wasn't it? That's the right way to describe it. Yeah. A large marquee. <laughs> and it's right in a little corner of Hackney, right near the, the actual Arcola. So it's very noisy, I have to say. So we were competing a lot with, like, traffic noise and Sean Paul, which I love, but not ideal during a serious scene, I suppose. No. <laughs> but it was really, really special to be acting again because I'm sure you relate to this, but I think most creatives I know had moments during the pandemic or maybe still do have moments I know I do where you go I don't know if I'm gonna get to do that again there were moments where I was like okay I might have to really really think about what I'm gonna do because what if live theatre is kind of done yeah it must be so hard for the students that are just graduating because they hadn't even had a chance to give it a go yet (laughs) yeah and it was so nice that it was a farce that you were in as well like just bringing joy after a year of difficult times for everyone rather than anything hard hitting about Covid oh definitely I think that's what the directors were really aiming for. So I'm really glad that's how it came across. They were just like, we want it to be a really inclusive, fun, take your mind off what's gone on experience. Yeah, it was a romp, wasn't it? And you've just been nominated for an award. We have. We've been nominated for an Offie for the best company ensemble. Yay! Well done. That was wonderful fun. Well, fingers crossed you get to put on a posh glittery frock and go and pick up a trophy. Ooh, is that what they do? I imagine so. I mean, it's off West End Awards, isn't it? It's got to be an event with champagne. So you also did the Railway Children. I was lucky enough to get to do it in the kind of revival, a lot of the original cast doing it a second time in York in 2015. Nice. And they were all just brilliant to work with. And it was kind of my first professional job, really. And I had had, I don't know, a really long time, nine, ten months of not really having anything. I'd moved to London and then I just worked front of house and I didn't get any auditions. Oh, my God, I'm never going to get an audition. I'm never going to be an actor. And then was lucky enough to to get this. So I didn't take any of it for granted. (laughs) I was just loving every second. That's a really great way to go into it, isn't it? And then a treasured memory as a result. Now tell me, there's a real train, right? That's what there's I've a heard. real train. <gasps> How did you get that into a theatre? Uh, they shunt it in, Roddy. Oh. The production in York that I was in, they they had the original train from the film that Jenny Agnes oh, wow. was in, which was so cool. But yeah, the real train, I'm not going to lie, it got a bigger cheer than any of us every single <laughs> <show>. <laughs> It got the biggest power of the night. Yeah. 
Um, but also, I met one of my absolute best friends in the whole world on that show. So you know when you just have those jobs, I will forever treasure that. <laughs> that experience yeah theatre is really powerful for that isn't it mm. you can make lifelong friends and have a really magical time oh. from theatre to telly though I see you've been in Grantchester hello <laughs> was that was that a nice little bit of filming yes and I want to do more but that was in 2014 Roddy <laughs> yes that was wonderful I'd always always wanted to be in a period drama yeah and getting to play a maid called Edna you know you couldn't really ask for more <laughs> my character knew who the murderer was in that episode so that was quite cool because i knew i wouldn't get cut yeah <laughs> that's what it all boils down to i was like they literally can't cut me <laughs> they cannot get rid of me oh and the cool thing about that was because it was the second episode of the first series i think they do a read through often for like the first and second episode ah. so i got to go to the read through so that was really amazing as like a new actor to get to go and be in that room with well-known actors and yeah i was so nervous but it was wonderful what a great experience and it's been I feel like I've been enjoying vicariously living some of your highlights today so thank you very much Beth <laughs> Lilly, for joining us on stage door you're welcome thank you for having me Roddy Peters step out step out of the sun because you've learned oh that's oh, that was there. a sneaky little snippet It'd play it one more time okay right one last go Step out, step out of the sun because you've learned. The drums in this are great. And the strings. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what do you think it is, Roddy? I know what it is, Joe. It's. <laughs> Dear, Dear Evan, Evan Hansen. And that's waving through a window. Yeah. It is indeed. And thank you, Sharon. You were the first person that got it right. Right. Congratulations. Well done, Sharon. Well done, Sharon. Oh, Are we going to play that at the end of the show? I think we should. I think we should play it almost now, in fact. Let's do because it. Because our time is up. We'll play you out with that full track. But for this week, that's it from us. Uh, join us next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from, from the, the stage, stage door. door. Thanks, everyone. I've learned to slam on the brake. Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake Before I lead with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare No slipping up if you slip away So I got nothing to share No, I got nothing to say Step out, step out of the sun If you keep getting burned Step out of the sun Because you've learned Because you've learned On the outside Always looking in Will I ever be more Than I've always been Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping On the glass I'm waving through a window I try to speak But nobody can hear So I wait around For an answer to appear While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass I'm waving through a window Can anybody see? Is anybody waving back at me? We start with stars in our eyes We start believing that we belong But every sun doesn't rise And no one tells us
Tap, tap, tapping on the glass 